Hey, hey, Dream Builders. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have another fantastic guest for you. Aliza Shane is joining us. She's a business mentor and marketing coach. Her mission is to empower and equip women to leverage their knowledge and skills to build wealth on their own terms. I can't wait for you guys to meet Aliza right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome, Elisa Shane. Hi. Hi. Absolutely. So glad to have you. So um, obviously, you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know, I always have the same first question. And my question is, how does somebody come out of school and say, I want to be a business mentor and messaging and positioning expert? Like, how does that, how does that trajectory happen? So with me, I didn't even come out of school <laughs> to decide that. I went to high school and I literally had my whole life planned and become a pediatric surgeon. So I went to college, got into medical school. I dropped out of medical school and then enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. So I was active duty for a while. And then I started my businesses. <laughs> and so I started, I think, four businesses by the time my firstborn was about four months old. And then basically all those businesses, because I had just then gotten out of the military, um, all the other military wives around my community were basically asking how the heck am I supporting myself, you know, while my husband is still active duty? Because um, we were out in Japan, so there was not a lot of work available for any spouses. So I was doing businesses and I was basically mentoring them. Um, and I didn't even know that business mentoring was a thing. So I was doing that. And essentially, I've helped multiple spouses launch their businesses and someone tagged me and called me their business coach. So I was like, and I went down that rabbit hole and here we are. <laughs> I love that. So as a former military spouse myself, I can totally relate to that. I remember when we were stationed on Hunter, my husband was in the army. He was an army ranger. Uh, but incidentally, when he was growing up, his dad was a Marine um, Lieutenant Colonel. And so he actually lived in Okinawa for a little while, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so he can talk with you all about that. But back to me, um, not back to me between me and you, but back to me between my story and my husband's story. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I did was like I taught people how to coupon and I taught people, you know, and I did tutoring because I had my degree in elementary education. So I was able to tutor mm -hmm. some kiddos and, you know, make $25 an hour, which in Savannah was like baller money. Back home in Massachusetts, it was like you couldn't, you know, buy coffee with that. But <laughs> so we totally relate to that. And I love the fact that it started out as a service project for you. Like you didn't even think that it was going to be something that could be 
so lucrative. And then here you are. So that's really, really fantastic. So business mentorship, well, how does that differ from say like consulting or like being just a regular business coach? I think it has more so to do with how you guide people to the answers that they're looking for. So coaching wise, I mean, I think of it as like when someone's coaching me, um, I used to play a uh, fast pitch. So when my coach would coach me in how to, you know, swing the bat so that you can get a piece of that ball and get it out of the park. So that's how I view coaching. Um, but my style is because of my military background. I think I feel comfortable in saying mentor instead of a coach because of my style. <laughs> um, so it has a little bit of the coaching where I, I do guide you in how to look, you know, improve and you know, improve your skill. Um, but consulting wise, it's like, I give you the answer and like, you go do it. And that's not really fun. <laughs> it's, I, I like seeing like the epiphany, like the aha moments in my clients. So like, I, I, that's, I think that's the differentiator for me in regards to like the consulting side versus coaching and then the mentorship. Does that answer the question? <laughs> no, it, it totally does. And it makes so much sense. And I don't know why, but like, I could totally tell that you used to play softball. So when you're like, when I was on the, I'm like, it's softball. I know it's softball. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's one of those weird psychic things. It's like, oh yeah, you'll know things. They won't be things that actually matter or like have anything to do with anything, but you'll be able to tell things. So it was one of them. So it's cool. Um, yeah. And I, and I agree with that. I think that, you know, people get really up in their heads about, mentorship and leadership because they're like well you know what if I don't know everything and it's like so much less about what you know and so much more about like can you help someone to see the back of their own head right that perspective yeah. piece but also like just being able to provide like accountability too like okay you said you wanted exactly. to do this thing and I'm here to kind of just make sure that you really do want to do it and if you do that you're actually doing it right so exactly. I think that that's a really big differentiator, but you make a good point. Like there is definitely a time for coaching and there's a time for mentorship. And sometimes they yeah. fall into the same container and sometimes they don't. Yeah. There's like a whole gray area and like no one <laughs> kind of just gets lost there, but I guess it's our job to lead them into the direction that they want to go to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit when it comes to your mindset, like when you started your business and like, how has that shifted to now? Oh my gosh, dramatically. I who like before, I think because of the way like, you know, we're raised and like going to school, I think we were like, initially like groomed to be employees. So especially in the military, we were trained to like listen for our orders, get our marching orders, execute on that. Um, so my mindset literally came, went from what do I need to do so I can go do it to now, okay, what is it that I want to do? How can I do it in a way that, that I actually like and make money from it? And then also like the whole mindset of like everything else of like, um, how do I explain it? It's just like looking at things in a different perspective than I used to see it. So like it, before it was just been, been like, oh, that that's hard. Like I, I can't do something or um, who who would like even pay me to do something. But now it's like, 
why wouldn't anyone pay me for this? And then I go into like the whole mindset of why am I thinking in this train of thought? And it's more like dialed down into like a deeper um, thinking into why my mindset is going down that path versus just looking at it through like a tainted lens of like a victimhood. Yeah, I guess that's how I'm going to describe it. My mentality, my, yeah, my mindset came from like victimhood mindset to like ownership and leadership mindset. I guess that's how I would describe it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if it's okay for me to add to that a little bit, yeah. I think what you're describing is the difference between to me consciousness, where it's like, this happens to me, I have no power, I'm completely, you know, like powerless, to by me consciousness, which is more mm-hmm. about like, if it's going to happen, it's up to me, I've got to make this happen. I'm 100% in control. Um, yeah. you know, and obviously there's, there's ways to go from that. There's through me mm-hmm. consciousness and as me consciousness. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that you describe it that way because it's, it's true. Like we go from this place of like, nothing ever happens for me. You know, I don't know why I even bother to like, oh, mm-hmm. like, wait a second. I'm the one who controls my, yeah. I'm the one who controls what happens. Like it's such a like point of power. It's so empowering to know that like our thoughts create our actions and then those actions then, you know, become the things that we have been trying to manifest or trying to, you know, figure out. And so interesting, just looking back, it's like, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) I was thinking like that before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think we all do. I think we all come from, like you said, you know, the public school indoctrination of like, okay, sit at these desks for this many hours a day. And that trains you so you can sit at a desk when you grow up so you can work for somebody else so you can, you know, build their dreams. And it's like, you know, my kids are homeschooled because I'm like, you know, we're not putting you through that. Um, But you know, it, it, it comes down to that indoctrination piece and people thinking, being taught that they don't have any power. And then yeah. that disempowerment is used against them in politics. It's used against them with the government. It's mm-hmm. used against them in all kinds of ways because it's like, you need us. You can't do this without us. Exactly. That one resilient outlier that comes and says, heck, I can't. I absolutely will. Yeah. And watch me, you know? Exactly. And that's where we see like our Oprah's and our Kobe Bryant's and you know, the people that are out there, like, making a big difference, like coming from nothing, because Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm not, I'm not fitting into this mold. No, thank you. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can hear my kids yelling right now. There you go. Um, Okay, so when somebody is starting out in their business. I imagine you mostly work with startups or people who are pretty new in their business, or do you work mostly with people who are established? I should have asked that first. Um, now I, before when I started, but now I've pivoted into more established coaches um, and basically get them to stand out in the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, if somebody approaches you and they're like, you know, Hey, I have a business it's established, but I'm kind of looking for a way to kind of like make myself like the go-to, um, in that, you know, okay. So I guess let's take me as an example, right? So I am the dream design coach. I help women design their dream lives and businesses and tap into their true desires, activate their inner goddess, all that good stuff. What would you say to me? Like, what's your first, as I, (coughs) 
well to you. <laughs> what would you say to me looking at my brand? Obviously, I'm sure you stopped me because like yes. people like come on podcasts do. Like, what would what would be like one differentiator that you would say that I would make? And it's okay. Like, I'm putting you on the spot because this is fun. And, um, but, you know, better me than somebody out there, but um, just kind of give us a feel for what that looks like. Yeah. So for you, I would literally tell you to like, I'm pretty sure you have a framework, but, um, what I would tell yourself and any other like coaches out there who are established to really position and use that framework as your differentiator, because uh, everyone has already said like, they're you're different because of you but like a more tangible thing that you can separate yourself from your business and your entity so that everything doesn't fall on you especially like our mental health because once everything is on our mental health and it's just like oh everything relies on me and if I'm not functioning well today like everything's just gonna go downhill but um separating ourselves from our business and one of those things would be our framework and our intel like intellectual properties would really help you position not just like someone who who teaches the only one who teaches that ip that methodology no one can teach it like that but then you're also that person who's known for that so you're essentially creating your own niche mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that obviously creates unbelievable authority because who can ever say that hey they teach x y and z and then you hear someone teaching that and you're like obviously they copied it from you because that came from you and that's that's you um and and then the the credibility um you literally the ips are our legacy we can literally this one thing that i always tell them too is once you've created your methodology literally go trademark it (laughs) it's literally one of the biggest uh, authority markers obviously um credibility I can't English today credibility um and it honestly just shows people that you know your stuff you're a thought leader Mm -hmm. like you I posted this yesterday and it blew up but I literally said in a post yesterday that thought leaders create conversations that people are afraid to and as someone who has created like you know an intellectual property or framework like that that is a conversation that people are afraid to start or even combine um so for coaches established coaches like that um my biggest thing is to literally position and use your framework as your thing um because no one else can literally say other than obviously you're being coached by you you can honestly there's a tangible thing that you can say i teach through x y and z and then others um your clients and potential clients can literally say, okay, she created this and I know exactly how she's going to take me from X, Y, and Z and not just like um, throwing spaghetti at the wall and, you know, maybe something in there sticks. <laughs> and it really helps with just not just the credibility, but for the clients to sell into your process, into your, um, into you basically. I agree with that so much. And I, I think that's one of the things that I've really, been focusing on is not just the differentiation, but maybe even a little bit of polarization. Like, I think I've always been so afraid to push away 
certain clients that have been with me since the beginning and, you know, or people that have been in my community or people that I, that have supported me. And I've always been afraid to say that one thing that's going to push them away. And now it's like, I have to be me and they can like be there. And if that, if that doesn't resonate with them anymore and they just want to be on the outside and and not be on the inside, like that has to be okay. Right. So like my, Mm -hmm. my messaging is getting very, provocative and it's getting very you know it's making people think and it's definitely pushing some people away but I've noticed it's pulling a lot of people closer right people and and that that's been kind of scary but exciting at the same time I think it is (laughs) it is but at the same time too it calls in the right people who becomes your advocate Mm -hmm. like they just rally behind you and you can't get rid of them <laughs> because they're just there. They they're just so in for your message to um, whatever you your your revolution is, your movement is, and it just they just create your marketing for you essentially. Um, they're just there. No, I agree. I love my groupies. I love them. If you guys are watching, I love you all so much. Even if you never buy a single thing from me, just the fact that you like my stuff and comment on my stuff and listen to my podcast is more than enough. So thank you so much. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. Alisa. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about how can people get a hold of you if they want to like get into your world? Like people are like, Oh my gosh, you're my person. Like tell us all the things. Yes. Yeah, so the main thing that I love people, um, to invite people in is through my email list. Um, another way to differentiate myself is I keep my people in my email list community because I don't compete with any algorithm on Facebook or Instagram. So the inbox is where you will find all of my stories. Um, The one that I love to invite your listeners to would be my weekly email flicks series called Charge with Confidence, where I help you basically um, learn how to increase your confidence so you can land more and better clients. Um, and that's every Wednesday. So you'll get a little bit of me in there. And then once in a while, I'll throw a little, you know, stories from my toddlers who loves to teach me life lessons every day. <laughs> and that tie that into, you know, how to close and sell high ticket clients. I love that. <laughs> awesome. And then if they want to find you on Instagram. Yes. Instagram that- is right there as well as Facebook. Um that's where my daily thoughts go to. <laughs> awesome. I love that so much. Do you have any final thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go today? Uh, my final thought would to, for your listeners would to challenge them. I want to challenge your listeners to literally post something on the Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media it is to post something that they've been afraid to say. Maybe it might be polarizing to their industry or whatever, but I want to challenge completely. I I have been like shaking in my boots. I to literally stand out in your industry, you have to be the one to say the things that you're afraid to say. So I want to challenge your listeners to post one thing that they have been scared to say that may, you know, ruffle some feathers and then own it. Oh my goodness, you guys, you guys heard it straight from Elisa Shane. She is challenging you. I can't wait to see who takes her up on this challenge. Go ahead. If you guys do the challenge, why don't you go ahead and email her 
and yeah. send her a screenshot of your uh, of your post. I bet she would absolutely love that. Yeah. Or if you guys are watching <laughs> in the group, you guys can post it in the comments and she'll definitely check it out there as well. Aliza Shane, thank you so much for being here. This has been absolutely amazing. We are so grateful for having you on the show and we'd love to have I'm you so back. Thank you for me. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. So that'll do it for another episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder. Are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.